back to another episode of The Exercise Engineer. This week, I'm going to be talking to you guys about commitment versus burnout. And I think this is such a fine line for some people that it's quite crucial to talk about. So let's start with commitment. Let's just get straight in. So the definition of commitment is the state of being dedicated to a cause or activity. So emphasis on the word dedicated there. So like, what are you dedicated to? What are you committed to? So frequently asking yourself that question will help with a lot of things as well, especially if fat loss is one of your goals, but you're thinking you need to be asking yourself, like, am I committed to this 100% or do you have other commitments? Are you dedicated to a lot of other things at the same time? So what am I committed to? Uh, I'm committed to my business, my health. I'm committed to work. Like I still turn up to work, bang on time every day. Um, committed to my family, my friends. I'm also committed to my my own happiness. And I think that's a really key topic, actually. That that might that could be its own full episode, because if you're not fully happy with yourself, like you can't count on someone else making you feel happy. Otherwise, you'll count on them forever. Wow, that got real deep real quick. Let's let's pull ourselves back out of that one. But when it comes to success, like I've done a full podcast episode on what makes successful people successful. And it's usually the people who stick at it the longest, who have got the most reps in, who has committed the most to the cause. And it is, it is that long-term commitment. Like I see it in my membership all the time. The com- The clients who give it the most, they fully immerse themselves into the the membership, they collaborate with people in there, they react to stuff, they engage themselves in everything that I post. The ones that commit the most to the cause are the ones that do the best in the long run. They really do because you become more dedicated to it, you commit to it and you're investing a lot of time into it as well. So obviously that makes you, it's the sunk cost fallacy. The more time investment, the more money investment that you put into something, the more likely you are to do it long term, which yes or no is a good thing because sometimes it's good to know when to stop. But also that is the general gist, like especially you see this in relationships quite a lot. So people stick around because they've been together for 20 years, even if the marriage isn't working anymore because they've been there for 20 years with jobs as well. Oh, well, I've I've invested four years of university, so I've got to do this job now. And it's like, no, you really don't. Like that four years, yes, you could class as wasted, but it was all a learning curve. You At least you can now say, well, I know that it's not what I want to do, or it it's not, it's not a waste at all. As long as you've learned something from it, it's not a waste. You should have no regrets. Wow. And again, another belter. Deep, deep belter, and we're only three minutes in. Guys, this is going to be a good episode. Woo! But yes, I see it a lot, all the time. The the clients in my membership that commit are the ones that get the results. The people that don't get the results, and yes, there are people in my membership that haven't got results, or they've got some results and then bailed, and it hasn't worked out. Like, there's always going to be people that don't engage fully and these are the ones that usually have excuses who don't fully immerse themselves into the membership or into the process and give up easily so all of those things do 
usually correlate and it's because they haven't fully committed. Maybe it's their mindset that they haven't fully accepted that they're going to do it or they they didn't realize how hard it was going to be or any like there's usually some form of excuse and if you if you are someone who gives a lot of excuses then maybe take a step back next time and think right have i dedicated enough time to this have i dedicated enough money and effort towards this if it's something that you really really want like fat loss a lot of people want to lose fat but do you really really want it and it's all about finding that intrinsic motivation instead of just an extrinsic one so the difference is an extrinsic motive is like likes on facebook or you win a prize or something to do with money or it's like an an external factor that will improve an intrinsic motive is something that comes from within so maybe it's getting a pb and you feel epic like yes you could say a pb is also extrinsic if you're posting it on strava and you get a lot of likes for it i don't know do you like things on strava probably you could class it as extrinsic if you're going to post and brag about it but it's not bragging it's celebrating so i back that all the time um but usually an intrinsic motive is you do it because you know in the long term you're going to feel better for doing it you feel amazing after a run you feel great after a workout you feel stronger healthier happier fitter for longer that's more the intrinsic motive in this situation what i want to say is when it comes to fat loss and investing in a coach or muscle growth or joining a membership or any sort of coaching program if you're willing to put the work in this could be any goal ever this does not have to be fat loss again we've gone when we talk about goals in a lot of my other podcasts it's all it does it comes down to are you willing to put the work in most of the time are you willing to commit long term to this process if the answer is yes and you do commit to it chances are you're going to succeed like most coaches out there will give you very similar things they'll give you a step count a calorie count protein goal a workout and yeah it and then it comes down to who do you resonate with as a coach who do you want to who who are you going to listen to and actually do the work for and yes you could argue that that's an extrinsic to make your coach happy that's an extrinsic motive but most people need a bit of an extrinsic one as well but if you feel good from that that's technically intrinsic i feel like i'm going around in circles here but yeah so the best thing you can do if you've got a goal any goal in life is to just fully commit to it just commit this leads me on to burnout because then we could argue that if you commit too much you're going to burn out the definition for burnout is a state of emotional physical and mental exhaustion caused by excessive and prolonged stress now a lot of the symptoms of this can be fatigue insomnia feelings of inadequacy addiction loneliness anger illness you're more susceptible to getting ill short attention span like there are so many different symptoms to this chances are you're not going to get all of them at once but you might notice a few of them um i've definitely experienced burnout before and mine comes as a form of 
fatigue and feeling of inadequacy. And I don't think I got ill, but I definitely had a short attention span because you're trying to think about too much at once and it turns out you can't actually multitask. That's it. It's, it's, it's rubbish. You may as well just not bother. Like, focus on one thing at a time. But if you've got so much going on in your brain and you are getting burnt out, you, w- you will end up with a... Well, mine, my symptom was short attention span because I just couldn't focus on one thing at a time because I had too much going on. I think when it comes to fat loss, though, a lot of people burn out too quickly. They either give up or burn out and they try and do too much too soon and it's just not sustainable so loads of people will come to me like I had a perfect example literally this evening people message me been like Lou I need help I'm ready let's go and I come up with a nice plan for them and they're all excited and motivated two days later I guarantee I'm gonna message this person like I've done them a nice deed and just give it I've given them stuff for free and always happy to do so always happy to help giving them a full plan and been like right check in with me in two days let's see how it's going then we'll reflect in a week's time I don't know how it's gonna go but I can guarantee (laughs) I'm saying I don't know I know exactly how it's gonna go and it's not going to work because they're just fueled on this motivation and the minute it drops it's just gonna be like no it's just yeah And I don't know if that's burnout as such. I think more people burn out from overworking instead of fat loss, but you can overtrain. That's definitely a thing as well. I've definitely done that. And that's when you're more likely to become injured. Um, But for example, uh, they were saying they wanted to cut out... Well, I asked them how much alcohol they drunk and they said three or four pints a day. And I was like, right, let's reduce that to three or four pints a week for a start. Let's just start there. And he was like, I can get rid of all of it. And I was like, no, that's going to be too much. That's too extreme. Like I already thought I'd cut out quite a lot already, but it's when people go from one extreme to the other that it's just not sustainable. There is no way that would last more than a week. If you're used to drinking three to four pints a day, there is no way sustainably I mean, you obviously you have the odd person who maybe severely messes up once and it like they go sober for life. That you you get you get some cases like that. But in most people's case, they will quit alcohol for maybe a week, totally try and cut it out, and then they'll have one or two more and then totally spiral out of control again. And this is not like a sober, I don't know what what this talk's turning into, but it's not a (laughs) cry for help for alcoholism. Like, this is just reflecting on what is sustainable and what is not. Like, in the long term, realistically, no. Cutting it all out altogether is not realistic. Exactly the same when it comes to chocolate and sweets and donuts. If you try and cut all of it out, there is no way you're going to be able to sustain that for life. Because the minute you have one bite, you think you've you've ruined it. And then you'll throw it all off the bandwagon. What even is the bandwagon? Who knows where the bandwagon's going? Is it even a bandwagon? I don't even know. But you see what I'm getting at. Now, I think a lot of people ask me on Instagram, like, it is my most frequently asked question, like, how do I fit it all in? Do I not burn out? Like, that is a frequent question. Like, how are you not in burnout? Or like, you're going to hit burnout soon. Be careful, Lou. 
And yes, I have hit burnout before and I sort of know where I sit with that. So it's all about learning yourself. But is my workload burnout? So just as a heads up or like an overview, if you don't really know my life and you've just randomly found my podcast, hello, welcome. I'm a nutcase. Um, <laughs> no, I'm joking. But just an overview of my life. I wake up at 5.15, film a workout for my Train With Loom membership, have a shower, walk to work. I'm at work for half past seven. Obviously, I'm an engineer. I work half seven till usually five, half five. Then I go for my nice long walk, her, walk home and then eat my dinner. And then my evening is full of business work, trying to run my business, the exercise engineer, my Train With Loom membership, my one-to-one coaching, filming my podcast, et cetera, et cetera. All the marketing, I post one to two reels a day on TikTok and on YouTube and Instagram and Facebook. They're all the same one, by the way. Don't I don't I don't create ten a day. That's ridiculous. Um, but yeah, that to to most people that would be a lot of work. But and and maybe that that would be classed as burnout if someone attempted to do that much. But I have built that up over a long time. Like so, since I started my business, so over the maybe two years, over two years, I've built it up. I haven't. I didn't start off doing this much this this soon. Like it is, it's a lot of work. Like you can see if you're watching the video that I'm filming this in darkness. Um, it's cool. No, it's relatively late. It's nine o'clock at night. Um, but yeah, I've got to get it done. It's my non-negotiable for the day. I didn't have time to do it earlier, so I'm fitting it in now. And it is just about it's choosing your non-negotiables. And I've done a full full episode on how to find time and how to achieve unachievable goals pretty much. So give that a listen. I'll go into more detail in that other episode. But for now, it is not burnout for me at the moment because I can sort of manage. I know where my burnout stands and it's all about just, again, getting the reps in. It's just about practicing your stress levels, practicing your workload and your body will become relatively used to the stress levels. It really will. It's just like exercise. It's like running. So if you started running 5K and you really, really struggled with it, your stress levels would be through the roof. In two to three months' time, a 5K for you, if you consistently stuck at that, that would be much, much lower stress levels for your body than it is now. Exactly the same if you wanted to run a marathon, exactly the same if you started CrossFit training, exactly the same at a new job. Maybe you started a new podcast, maybe you started a new business. Anything that you start is going to be quite high stress levels at first because maybe you don't know what you're doing. Maybe it's all guesswork. Maybe it's stressful on the body. Maybe you're learning to get fitter. There are so many variables when it comes to this, but it's all about asking yourself, what's the most I can do and still recover from? That is the best way to get results. So a lot of my one-to-one clients will ask me like, how much should I be doing? It's like, how much can you do? Let's work backwards from that. So everyone is busy. No one has extra time to do unnecessary workouts. It's, It's like, right, what can we fit into your life at the moment? Because I don't want fitness to be your whole world. Like it might be my whole world, but (laughs) it doesn't have to be yours, especially if you've got a family, especially if you want to sustain your social life, you've got a job, you've got a business, 
there's again so many factors in life but it's what can you do and still recover from like what is the most you can fit in and still recover from so the way that i manage this is trying to get more sleep exercising every day because it makes me feel epic get fresh air every single day i get my 10,000 steps in every day and it's about monitoring your health as well as just committing to your goals but i think that is the importance of goal setting as well because they can you can change your goals whenever you want like you can adapt them all the time like i change my goals all the time depending on if i'm training for a marathon am i training for a crossfit competition am i training for nothing maybe i'm just working out for health like i am at the moment maybe i'm working towards ifs that i've got coming up soon oh maybe when this goes live i've already done it oh interesting let's see how it goes maybe it's a new job like a promotion a fat loss goal like anything as long as you have a goal that you can change it's fine as long as it's giving you direction it doesn't matter how wide that goal is just as long as you're heading in the right direction because without goals you're much more likely to procrastinate and not actually work towards something and it's i, I think setting goals just helps you understand how you're going to move in that direction so it's asking yourself what can you do this week to get you closer to that goal so you don't get stuck in trying to action things you're actually actioning things you are getting things done it's actually choosing steps that you can do every single day that's going to action it and that's going to get you to that goal in the end and that's why i come that's why i have non-negotiables god i talk about my non-negotiables all the time but that is how crucial they are so today my non-negotiable was film this podcast and finish my ifs slides that's my evening non-negotiables i also have my fitness non-negotiables which i've been through which are my steps my protein and morning workout that is all non-negotiable like i don't even i barely even track that anymore because i just get it done it's it's to the point now that i'm going to get it done either way i don't even write it down as a goal because it's it's happening it is happening either way so it's all about not getting caught up in trying to action things like planning is great and it's so beneficial and it's so crucial setting goals is amazing but if you're not going to action anything they are useless i think one of the the best books that i've read in a while well i didn't read it it was cheating i listened to it on audible on one of my runs and i've actually listened to it twice i i, I recommend it that much is power hour it is it it hasn't been life changing yet because i already do something in my power hour but it pretty much says the first hour of your day you need to dedicate to your goal so the first hour of your day you get up and you you work towards something so in my case that would be your non-negotiable so my non-negotiable i'm working towards my business and my health because it's my morning workout so the morning workout that i film at home goes on my train with loom membership so i'm working towards my business and my health in my first hour of the day so my power hour is already pretty good without realizing but if my situations change which they might be quite soon um i'm going to have to organize my life in that way so that i can still utilize that first hour of the day she she goes on to say that it doesn't matter what time your power hour is 
but it is better the earlier it is because it's more focused on you before anyone else is up. It's amazing how much you can achieve in the first hours before the world wakes up. So she talks about waking up at 5am. I already wake up at quarter past five, so I'm not gonna, I don't need to wake up that extra 15 minutes earlier. Um, some people wake up at four just because that, like the whole world is truly asleep. Like, like there'll be no movement outside. That's a bit extreme for me. I'm not, I'm not about that. Five, five is more than early enough. But if you're someone who like wakes up at eight, you've definitely got a good couple of hours there that you think, do you know what? I could get a lot done in that couple of hours. And it is such a positive start to your day if you are truly working towards your goal, like truly working towards something that you love, that you're passionate about, that you feel like you're going to get something out of, especially long term. If you've got a really good goal for the long term, just working on it one hour a day will get you so much closer to it so much quicker that it is amazing how much you you would be capable of you'll actually be amazed at what you'll achieve if you just dedicate one hour one hour a day to work towards something and i i used to do it on an evening which is fine if you want to do your power hour on an evening that's not what she would say but i think if you are someone who sits and watch t watches tv for two to three hours an evening you have easily got an hour on an evening to dedicate to your goals, whether that is fat loss, whether that's a business, whether that's literally anything. You dedicate that one hour instead of sitting there for three. You can sit there, you can sit and watch TV for two hours, but dedicate one hour towards your goal and seriously, thank me later. And also that book later too. Um, if you are someone who wants to smash their power hour and wants to start getting up earlier, I've got a few tips on how to do this. So the way that I did it was do it gradually. Absolutely do it gradually. So I used to wake up, believe it or not, at seven. Literally rolled out of bed, walked to work. And I was there. That was it. That was my morning. Then my office moved 15 minutes away. So I had to start getting up at 6.45 then I decided to do a half an hour workout before work. Then it went up to a 45 minute workout before work. And then I moved flats again. Actually, not again. The office moved first. Then I moved flats. So I was actually further away from work. And then I decided to start filming workouts. So obviously that takes a lot longer. Well, it doesn't take that much longer, but it takes a good 15 minutes to set up. So now I wake up at 5.15 and I know that was a big spiel, but that was over the course of at least probably a year. It took me to work it back from 7 to 5.15 and it's 5.15 quite naturally now. Like my alarm still wakes me up, don't get me wrong. I don't think I would wake up at 5.15, but I do just turn my alarm off and get up. It's very much, <sighs> okay, let's go. And it can be a bit like, oh my gosh, I can't believe I'm awake already, but that's okay. Um, another great way to start waking up earlier is to get some sleep apps, like they're great and they will wake you up when you are in your lightest sleep so you feel less groggy when you wake up. Uh, yet to try it, but heard it's heard of good things. Um, I've got a Lumi light, which wakes me up gradually, especially in the winter, because daylight wakes me up at the moment, but um, Lumi light 
when it's still really dark in the morning, that will gradually get lighter. If you, you set in your wake up time and it will get lighter over the 40 minutes before that or something. So you will more naturally wake up again, feeling much less groggy and you'll feel amazing ready to start the day because naturally waking up is when you're in your light sleep and not in deep, deep sleep. Um, when your alarm wakes you up and you are in deep, deep sleep, that's where your cortisol levels, so your stress levels, will seriously spike. It's not a great way to start your day, to be honest, but most of us do. I still do, so I'm not. I'm not saying it's horrendous. I'm not looking down on anyone because I'm. I'm. I'm there with you. It's not a great way to start the day because you it will just jolt you awake. If you can get a nice alarm that sort of wakes you up naturally and gradually, like one of those nice soft ones that like works its way into your dreams and then wakes you up gradually, that's nice as well. Um, another way to help you get up earlier is to have a good evening routine. Prepare things, no phone before bed. So make sure you've got everything ready for your morning workout or your morning activity. Maybe you get up and go straight for a walk. Less likely to make an excuse in your head if you've already got your workout stuff out, your water's ready, the workout is planned, it's ready, it's downloaded. Maybe you know exactly which one you're going to do, you know exactly how long it is. Your evening routine. Um, so start to go to sleep slightly earlier. Like Eve, like I try to read before bed because it does make me sleepier, especially like laying on a phone is not good. We all know it. We all know it, but we all still do it. Like I'm there with you again. I'll happily just lay on my phone and then I'll look at the time and I'm like, oh, Lou, mate, you've done it again. Yeah, I'm there with you. So it's just as hard for me. Just but find something that you want to read and you're more likely to pick it up. Um, get a mate to join you, like get some accountability for waking up earlier because you're more likely to just let yourself down if you're going alone. You are less likely to let someone else down, especially a coach, especially if you're paying for it. Like, that is not me selling my membership at all. Get whatever coach you want. But usually, if you've paid for it, you want to get your money's worth. So you will do it. Like, most, more often than not, you will, you will get it done. Also, I do recommend waking up earlier if you are going to try and fit in a workout because it's much more difficult to motivate yourself in an evening to do a workout unless you're already into the habit of it, or maybe you do it on the way home from work. But home workouts especially, difficult to do when you get in from work because you either get in from work starving and you want to eat and then you feel really sluggish after you've eaten, or you'll get in and find some form of task to do, maybe some housework. You'll, you'll procrastinate. You'll find something else to do until it's too late to do the workout and then you won't do it. Or you'll do it at something ridiculous like half nine at night, and then you won't be able to sleep. And then you'll sleep really crap, and then you'll wake up tired, and then it'll just all repeat. So if you can, highly recommend getting your workout done first thing in the morning, get it done in your power hour, then you're working towards your health. That could be one of your goals. Um, and actually your willpower is actually strongest in the morning. Um, not not everyone believes this, but I believe it to be more like a battery that you can recharge. And it recharges when you sleep, when you recover. Um, so it will make it slightly easier if your willpower is high on a morning. It is just getting over that first barrier of getting out of bed, which, yes, is hard work. And the workout is, yes, hard work. 
But in the long term, it's going to be easier. You are going to benefit so much more from waking up earlier and getting that power hour in. Again, find your intrinsic motivation. If that's find something that's going to get you out of bed intrinsically, extrinsically, I don't know, understanding that exercise is going to make you feel better. It's going to set you up for just the best day, especially if your exercise involves being outside. Maybe you get up and go for a run first thing in the morning. I love that on a weekend, Saturday and Sunday. I love waking up and just going straight for a run. It really does sort me out, like seeing the sunrise. I don't often see the sunrise. I'm not going to lie to you, especially in summer. It's way too early. But in winter, the sunrise is at a decent time. So you can actually go out and run and see the sunrise. Lovely. Um, but yeah, it's just finding that dedication to your body and health. Tell yourself when are you, when are you working out? Not if. When are you working out? And like if you make fitness and a morning workout, one of your non-negotiables for the day, if you do that for a month, you'll be amazed at what you can achieve and what what you will actually move around to make sure that you can fit it in. Um, yeah, so try waking up earlier just to get a workout in. It's going to be hard. You're going to have to really dig deep. It is difficult. I am not saying this is easy at all, but once you crack it, it will change your life. It will 100% change your life. If you need an accountability coach, if you need an accountability buddy, more often than not, I will do this free. Like if you message me and be like, Lou, can you message me and check that I've woken up at blah, 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 that I'm doing my workout? Happy to help. Happy to help. So just give me a shout. Um, but yeah, I think it all just comes down to finding the perfect balance for you. Like what, what can you do and still recover from? So instead of the like fully committing to something, yes, we need to fully commit, especially if you're thinking, hmm, I'm going to really struggle to get out of bed. Again, find the intrinsic motivation, find your why, put it some, like write it down and put it somewhere that you can see first thing on the morning. Put your phone on the other side of the room so you have to get out of bed. Um, I think Mel, oh, was it Mel Robbins? Is she, yeah. She said she hates getting out of bed early, but the way to do it is to slither. Like she literally slithers out of bed, feet first, rolls, onto her all fours, it crawls to the bathroom, and then once you stand up in the bathroom, you're awake. She said it's life-changing. I'm yet to try this because I just get out of bed. <laughs> but I can imagine it works, you know, so give that a go. And then tag Mel Robbins in it and let me know as well because I'd love to know if that actually works. But yeah, so start small. I'm not saying wake up an hour, like two hours early fit in a full workout and journal and meditate and run and work on your business for two hours. I'm not saying that at all. I'm saying do something small first thing on a morning. Choose one non-negotiable that you can do on a morning and do it every day. Fully commit to it and don't burn out because you're not trying to do too much at once. So your homework for today is to choose one thing one thing. That is all I'm asking. Don't, don't be like, oh, yellow, I'm so ready. I'm going to commit to this, 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 and this. No. One thing. Don't overthink it. Commit to one thing for four weeks. I want you to message me either at the start or maybe if you don't want to tell anyone, that's fine. But I would recommend messaging someone. Tell someone 
just for pure accountability. Message me if you want me to be your accountability buddy on this and tell me at the end of the four weeks, once you've fully committed to it, how amazing you feel because I can guarantee you will feel epic. If you commit one hour a day to your goals, you commit to one thing for four weeks straight, guaranteed you will feel epic. You'll feel invincible and you will more naturally carry it on for more than four weeks. You'll do another four weeks and then you'll do another four weeks and then by the time you know it, you'll, be, you'll have been doing it for two years and you'll be a completely transformed person. That is how small things, small changes that you do every single day compound into huge, huge results. That is how most businesses work. That is how fat loss works. That is how healthy lifestyles, literally, it's how the world revolves around little compounding affecting things. So little things like getting your, getting your steps in. Maybe you want to commit to getting your steps in because you've never actually thought about, oh, maybe I need to start getting my steps in. So you aim for 12,000 a day. Commit to that every single day. Maybe it's you want to start being more mindful. So you sit there for half an hour in the morning, mindfully breathing, maybe a bit of yoga, stretching, maybe you are more mindful on your walks, maybe you go on a morning walk, maybe just commit to a morning walk. First thing on a morning, go for a walk, listen to a podcast. Maybe you're listening to an audiobook. maybe you're listening to Power Hour. Again, would recommend. I've got loads of book recommendations if you want them. Or you can just listen to more of this podcast if you want to listen to me moan on about other stuff. <laughs> One thing, message me, tell me how amazing you feel at the end of it. Okay, guys, I am going to love you and leave you there. If you thoroughly enjoyed this episode, please pass it on to someone else who you think would benefit from it. Um, review, like, subscribe. You know how much it means to see all those reviews. I really, really appreciate it. And subscribing actually benefits us a lot. I say us, it's just me. That's fine. <laughs> But thank you so, so much for listening. I hope you really enjoyed that. Let me know your one thing that you are committing to and try not to burn out. Mm. Love you guys. Bye-bye.